Hello and welcome to Ask the Mayor on WBAA News. I'm your host, Ben Thorpe. This week, our guest is Crawfordsville Mayor Todd Barton. Uh, Mayor, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. So the big headline that caught my eyeballs, and maybe you can talk about it, was the ribbon cutting at the new Temper Sealy factory that happened at the start of this month. Talk to me about what that means for the community. Oh, it's, it's absolutely huge. You know, when you see a company, you know, of their size and caliber uh, choosing to build their largest manufacturing facility, I mean, they're worldwide and this will be their largest facility and, and they're building it right here. Um, this is a lot. It says a lot about our community and their trust in our community and and really the trajectory that we're on and what we're trying to do here. So, yes, this is a, a fantastic opportunity for people in our community. They're a very good employer. Uh, the investment they're making here is substantial. Um, and for me, it also further uh, really diversifies what we do in this community. You know, we always say, you know, we, we make things in this community. The Carbondale is a manufacturing community. Um, but I think our strength lies in the diversity of that manufacturing and now adding bedding to that that spread um, really thinks I think that really helps us even more. So, you know, we're not tied to just automotive or just steel or just that we we're spread across many different sectors. And and this is one more piece of further diversifying what we're doing right here in this community. One of the things that was just staggering to me was looking at photos of the factory. It looks massive. It is massive. Yes, it is. And, and, you know, when you I would encourage anybody to to drive by there and check it out in the area of New Core Road and, uh, you know, just east of Crawfordsville. Um, it is a massive facility and it's it's very state of the art, you know, and, and when you look at that company, uh, they have the two top selling brands in the United States. So Temper and Sealy. And, you know, when you hear the top leadership of the company who had the two top betting brands in the in the country tell you this is the best manufacturing facility in the country now, maybe even the world. Uh, that means a lot. These people know what they're talking about. So, you know, they we've taken tours and they explain to us that they have learned from all of their other facilities and really tried to take best practices and, and really hone what they do and crafted it into this Crawfordsville facility. But it is very large and very... Um, uh, you know, what I want to say, up-to-date, very modern in, in their approach and how they move product and do things. Mayor, I'm hearing you say that this is part of an effort in some ways to make sure that Crawfordsville has a lot of diverse businesses so that this is one thing you're doing to stabilize and make sure if something happens in Crawfordsville to one business, you've got something that is stable. Oh, very much so. And, and this has long been our strategy. You know, I, I like to read old things, and I was reading an article that uh, Mayor Gun Connect uh, was quoted in, and this was like in the probably the early 1980s, in which he was talking about the the effort to diversify is industry in Crawfordsville. And I'm like, wow, here we are, you know, all these decades later, and we're still doing the same thing. It's worked well for us, and 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 now I follow the headlines and I see communities where they're really doubling down on one certain sector, you know, like automotive, electrical, and I'm thinking. You know, that, that's probably great right now, but what happens if that sector, you know, crashes? Um, you know, you're going to put your community in, in great peril. So um, we like to say in economic development, <clears throat> excuse me, right now in this community, we're, we're, we're very uh, methodical in our approach. Um, we're, we're trying to be very careful in how we think through this because we have a labor shortage like everybody else. And so we have to target certain things 
and we have to be very careful in how we approach this so that we don't saturate ourselves in one area or the other. You kind of predicted my next question, which is a workforce question. I think we've had these conversations for probably years now about how are you going to fill the jobs that are opening up here, and how do you ensure that a huge manufacturer like this, when they come to town, will have people to actually work at the facility? And maybe just give me a sense for how many jobs are we talking about here that are going to open up? Right. Well, you know, that's the interesting part. So I think, you know, this particular facility, when it's ramped up, will be 300 and some jobs. Uh, But if you look in totality of what's happening in in this entire community, the the city and the county, uh, you're talking over a thousand new jobs, you know, in the next two and a half years. So, you know, you've got major announcements by Nucor Steel, you know, hundreds of jobs there. We have Closure Systems International adding jobs. We have International Paper adding jobs. I mean, you have all of those things, and when you add it up, all of a sudden you're you're eclipsing that 1,000 number. So, you know, the interesting part is when we uh, were meeting with Temper Sealy, a big part of that discussion was that they actually wanted to see a plan for how we would approach uh, workforce. If they came to our community, how could how would we approach that? What was our plan for ensuring that they had the quality and quantity that they needed and and not create a big vacuum or big problems elsewhere in our community? So we've been working through that. Um, And and it really does, it takes several things coming together, um, you know, and and there will be some shifting within our labor market. We know that. Uh, But at the end of the day, uh, we have to grow our workforce. That's just all there is to it. You You can do the math all you want. And you know, we have to attract new residents and we have to attract people from surrounding communities. And most importantly, we have to keep the next generation here and really improve that pipeline coming into the workforce. And that's the premise behind everything we're doing. We met with our school you know, superintendents yesterday. Uh, we're really working on this piece with a career academy. Uh, we know that we have to do a much better job of creating that pipeline of the workforce tomorrow. And I think once we do that, I think we're going to be well ahead of the curve in addressing the workforce challenges. Yeah, maybe that's a good place to end and ask, what is the housing situation as well? Communities across the state, I think, are grappling with, oh, we're growing very rapidly. We're getting these new industries. How do we ensure that rents don't skyrocket as we attract new people here? Well, it's not easy. You know, and every like you said, every community is, is kind of grappling with that issue. And for us, we were years into this discussion. I think we identified that, you know, well before a lot of communities had. Uh, we have a housing shortage. Uh, it is putting pre- it's putting pressure on rents. It's putting pressure on on every piece of that at every price point. Um, so that's why we're really going after big projects like the, you know, the Arbor Homes announcement here. Uh, we've got some others we're working on. We're working on market rate apartments. So, you know, we should see you know several hundred new housing units in Crawfordsville in the next couple of years. Um, and that's what we're after, and that's what it will take because you see that shift within the market when that starts to happen as people move, you know, maybe move up in price point, and that opens up something at a lower price point. Um, but housing is a very challenging piece to figure out, especially at that lower price point or what's referred to as affordable housing. Um, you know, construction costs are are kind of they're out there right now, and and to try to build affordable housing. Um, you know, the math just doesn't work a lot of times. So that really creates a situation where you're trying to, you know, build housing that's at a higher price point to open up existing housing at a lower price point. So very complex situation, but I, I think we're well on our way to addressing it here. 
That's our time for today. Mayor Barton, thanks for being with us. You can find this program at our website, WBAA.org, along with an archive of our shows with the mayors of Lafayette, West Lafayette, Crawfordsville, and Frankfurt. Send us your questions to ask at WBAA.org. Thanks for listening, and have a great rest of the day. We'll be right back.